This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So you call to a turkey. He's gobbling his head off. He's coming right in. At the 80-yard line, he just stops. Every turkey hunter in the woods knows this story. And on this episode, I'm going to tell you how you can have success... Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. Guys, I want to tell you today how you can have success hunting hung-up gobblers. But first, we need to talk a little bit about why gobblers hang up. Now, when I say hung up or hang up, what that means is that that gobbler was coming in, and it is like he just got stuck on something. Something hung him up. Something tricked him up. It's like his feather got stuck on a hook or something. And he was coming in, coming in 200 yards, 150, 100 yards, 80 yards, 75 yards, done. And he just doesn't come any closer. He may sit there and gobble. He may go back and forth. He may come a little closer and then retreat a little bit. And he may gobble his head off, but he's not coming any closer. Why does that happen? Well, sometimes it happens because turkeys are turkeys, and that is just the way they are. They are wild animals, they are skittish, they don't always have rhyme or reason, and sometimes, no matter what you do or what you think or what it seems like, it is just a turkey being a turkey. However, there are other reasons too. The biggest one is that by nature, hens go to the turkey. Hen go, hens go to the gobbler. That's how this thing works. That's how God designed these birds to operate. That gobbler gobbles. He comes in. The hen answers him, or he hears the hen first, and then he gobbles. And when he gets close enough to that hen that he thinks that the hen can definitely know where he is or can see him, he will start to strut. He'll fan out. He will strut. 
This is the mating ritual. He is displaying his size, his strength, his dominance. His dominance. He's trying to impress that hen, and he's trying to get that hen then to decide to come in and mate. Now, the the gobbler does not always just go straight to the hen. They will they will do what they do. They will come in. They will get close often, but they just won't go in the rest of the way. That is normal. That's how turkeys normally do it. Now, oftentimes, gobblers will come in all the way, but they're not always coming in for the reason you think they're coming in. They're not always coming in to go straight to the hen, to, to just go right to her and to mate. And so what happens here is the gobbler's looking. He's trying to put eyes on the hen. He's trying to close the distance. And this is where decoys can really be a problem. This is one of the reasons I don't often use decoys, especially on big land or public land, is because the turkey, the gobbler's coming in, and once he puts eyes on the hen, and he can see the hen, and he thinks the hen can see him, he changes gears trying to attract the hen. So if he sees your decoy, he's shifting gears, and now he might just start gobbling, might just start drumming, might just start, you know, puffing out his feathers and strutting right then and there and flailing out his tan and might just gobble his, his head off. He's trying to impress that bird and get that bird and others possibly to come into him where he is. And so he'll stop 50 yards away, 60 yards away, 100 yards away and try to call that bird to him. That is the natural way that this thing works. One of the big reasons that turkeys will come right up to you and get within 15 or 20 yards is because they're not sure where the hen is. They don't know where that bird is. And so, yeah, that hen may have been standing right where you are 10 minutes ago when he last heard the hen, but he doesn't see her. She might have walked off. So he's coming to the last place that he heard her and, and looking, trying to close the distance, trying to catch up with her. So in his mind, he might walk right up to you within, you know, knife range because he's trying to figure out where did that hen go and that he's going to try to attract her to himself. So he might come there and gobble and try to get that hen's attention or get her to answer or just find out where is she at and what direction should he go in next. And if you have a decoy there, well, that could actually stop him. He says 60 yards away, there's that hen. Now, modern day ammo, you can hit him at 60 yards with TSS shot, red dot, or a scope. You could actually do it. But, you know, 80 yards, eh, that's a stretch right there. Most, most people are not going to be able to hit a turkey at 80 yards, even with TSS. 100 yards, yeah, not going to happen. At least not ethically. You, you could maybe put a pellet on him, but um, you know your chances of wounding him are going to be much higher than killing him. And so you got to get that bird in close enough to get a clean ethical kill. And so people say, well, you know, sometimes, you know, they'll come in and, and they'll start attacking the decoys. Well, what about that, George? Well, yeah, they're coming in because you have a boss Tom trying to show his dominance over the Jake or the other Tom that you have there with the hen. He's coming in to scare off or push off your male turkey decoy. He did not come in just for that hen's sake much of the time. Now, sometimes they will just come right up to the hen. They'll just come right up to him. They're too hot. They're too bothered. They're too ready. 
and they're just going to come right up to him just because. You know, that's the turkeys are unpredictable. You know, the one thing that's always true about turkeys is that there is no always with turkeys. All right, there's just no always. They will never always do anything predictably. And so they may come right up to your decoy, but I'm my personal opinion experience I think that the decoy is going to cause problems more often than it helps you. If you just have, you know, in most situations, other than if you have a big field, big open area. And the reason why decoys can help there is because turkey comes to the edge of a field. He looks 100 yards across that field, sees you're blind, but there's no turkeys anywhere out there. Well, he can see that. And then it's fishy. Why aren't there any other turkeys? Where's this sound coming from? I can hear it coming from there, but I don't see anything. Whereas if you've got a few decoys in front of that blind, well, then he knows, okay, that's where it's coming from. And so if he wants to be part of that party, then he's going to come in. If he doesn't, then he's not. But if you don't have the decoys, the chances of getting him over to you are much lower. They're never zero. Anything can happen. It's always possible. I've heard stories of just, you know, a gobbler just circling a blind, just trying to figure out where's this sound coming from. Anything can happen. But I'm thinking more often than not, the decoy is not helping you here with the hung up gobbler. In fact, the decoy is oftentimes the reason why he hung up. Another reason they hang up is you're just calling too much. You're calling too much. He can hear that you're very close. And if he knows that that hen is close, even if he can't see her, he may just start gobbling and strutting and doing his thing and just get hung up. And so what you want to do is know when to be quiet. All right, if that bird's coming straight into you, he's at 200, 150, 100, that's about the time to be quiet. Get your gun up, get ready, don't move, be quiet, stop calling, be stealthy. If he's coming in on a string, you know, all you can do by calling more is to mess it up. And you got to know when to be quiet. Because if he gets within 50 yards and he keeps hearing calls, well, he doesn't need to get any closer. He knows he you're close enough to hear him when he starts gobbling. He knows you're close enough to see him. So he's just going to strut and walk around for a little bit. And that can cause him to hang up. And so you want to be careful how much you call people just they're like oh man i see i see the gobbler he's right there all right i'm gonna do i'm gonna do just a little soft calling don't do any calling what are you thinking first of all you have to move the call even if you have a mouth call in you know without your hand up to your mouth that becomes too obvious where you are you know, just be quiet just shut up he's right there just let him come in looking for that turkey you being quiet oftentimes is what finishes the job because he's trying to find the turkey that he was hearing, was being the key word. If he is hearing it, he knows the turkey's right there. Maybe the hen's behind the tree you're leaning up against. So all he's got to do is gobble and strut for a while just out of range. You got to know when to shut up. I'd rather you shut up sooner than later. I'd rather you risk undercalling than overcalling. I think you will have much more success undercalling versus overcalling. So you just, you got to play this thing smart. But say he's coming in and then he got hung up. You say you did everything right. 
Say you stop calling when he's 150 yards away. You've got no decoy. Whatever the case is, he comes in. He gets hung up. He's not coming any closer. So what do you do then? Well, there's a handful of strategies you can do. Some people, they like to try to to call him in and they get fancy. And they start doing all kinds of different calls. And they're trying to figure out, okay, what's going to be the one that, that strikes the chord that he can't resist? And sometimes it works. And they'll call fancy different ways. Or they got a bag full of calls. Or they're going to they're gonna hen call. They're going to cluck. They're going to yelp. They might start cutting, get them real excited. Maybe they're going to do some fly down calls. Maybe they're going to try a gobbler yelp. Maybe they're going to gobble. Maybe they're going to do a jake yelp. Maybe they're going to do all kinds of different calls. And for most hunters, they don't know what any of those things are or how to do them. But even if you did, they only work sometimes. Only sometimes. Um, you know, uh, the other strategies, wait them out. Wait them out. Shut up. Stop calling. Wait them out. Wait till he cools down. He stops strutting. He stops gobbling. He's like, well, where'd that hen go? And then he's going to come closer to the last known position to try to pick up the scent, so to speak. They can't smell, but he's coming in to try to find that hen. Maybe he can hear her again if he gets closer or she can hear him. And so sometimes waiting that gobbler out is the answer. He gets hung up. You just need to be quiet. You just need to stop it. Sometimes playing hard to get will work, which means you stop with the big exciting yelps. You stop clucking real loud and you just do a little soft calling every now and then. Just a little purr, just a little soft calling, just just barely audible. You're letting him know you're still around, but you're not the excited, I'm going to come running out turkey that he thought you or was hoping you might have been. And so he's like, well, she's not coming to me. Maybe I'll come to her. And so that works some of the time. Another option is moving. All right, moving. So you can get up and you can move. Now there's a handful of strategies here. Sometimes you try to move a little further away. You're playing hard to get and then you move further back and then you call. And you're trying to get that turkey to to realize, hey, this hen's walking the other way. I can't just stay here. I'm going to chase her. And you just try to get him to react just out of instinct to start going after that hen. So that's one thing you can do. Um, You know, one of the ways you can play that is you could get up and you can walk backwards 30 yards, 40 yards, 50 yards, call, and then scramble back to get to where you were and try to catch him if he walks by. Right, He might try to sneak through there, but he might get hung up again. He might not close that distance, but then you can sort of cut him off at the pass. Risky, because you could spook him when you're coming back, but it's an option. Another option, sometimes people get up and they'll move closer to the turkey. You know, 90-20 rule. They'll, they'll, he's coming closer, she'll, they'll get closer. And then they'll call just a little bit so that gobbler knows that you're closer and then try to get him to close the rest of the distance. Now, why would that gobbler do that? Just because. They just sometimes do it. It's just sometimes do it. Now, you got to be careful depending on where you live, public land, private land, state laws, all of that. In my state, you cannot stalk a gobbler. All right? 
you cannot get up and walk over to that gobbler and try to get close enough to shoot it. That's illegal. It's also very dangerous, which is why it's illegal. It's a good way to get killed. Even if it is legal in your area, wow, do you need to be be very careful if you're going to try something like that because it's really dangerous to, to stalk in because you might think that's a turkey. Could be another hunter or could be another hunter doing the same thing or you never know who else is in the woods, where they are, what they're thinking, what they're doing, and you really need to be careful if you're going to try something like that. Another option is you could get up and you could make a lateral move. You could try to circle around that turkey some. And so he might not come any closer to that call. But if you circle around him and you can get, you know, 45, 90 degrees, you know, partially behind him maybe, and then you call with another call, that could be something that breaks him loose. He says, oh, hey, there's another turkey over here. Maybe I'll have better success with that one. And then he'll walk right into you. Again, you don't want to just keep calling because you get him too fired up and then he's just going to stop and strut. And that might be the end of it. Maybe eventually he'll come in again. But then you can try the lateral move. And so these are all different strategies, things that you can do to try to break loose a hung-up gobbler. Um, there is no always, right? Sometimes any one of these could work. Sometimes you don't have options based on the property, based on the lay of the land, based on you know where the lines are, where the borders are, all those different factors. You may not have options about what you can or can't do. You just gotta, you just gotta play it out, figure it out, see what happens. You, you're just trying different things. The other side is the more experience you get, the more better you're gonna be at feeling out the situation as you go. All right, you're gonna develop better strategies. You're gonna be able to read the bird a little better the more you do this, and then you'll be able to make better gut decisions on what strategy works better. Now, could also be the lay of the land. It's just, there's no cover over there. You can't make a lateral move. There, there's a road behind you. You can't go backwards, right? The lay of the land may limit your options as to what you can do. And so sometimes you just gotta, you gotta read it and say, okay, of the, of the land, of the situation, with the property borders and where we are and the laws, maybe that boils it down right there to one or two or three options of what you could do, what's available to you in order to try here in this kind of a situation. And so then you're picking between fewer options, which is just fine, right? I would rather that honestly and sit there and, okay, there's a half dozen things I could do. Which one am I going to do? I'd rather look around and read the situation and say, okay, there's two options here, really. The other options just aren't a good fit for this circumstance or situation. I'm able to eliminate some of those and then boil it down. I can either wait them out or maybe I can try to move backwards a little bit. You're like, well, why don't you try to coax them in with fancy calling? Because I can't call fancy enough to pull that off. Now, another option is, you know, sometimes just a small lateral move and then calling with another call can make the difference. All right. So this is kind of a blend of two of the strategies, but you get up and you just move 30 yards to the left and you call with a different call. 
And now he's thinking, hey, there's more than one turkey over there. And sometimes that can be enough to to break him loose. And so you just, you got to try different things. You just, you got different options. You got different situations. Sooner or later, this is just going to happen to everybody. It's just the nature, it's just the nature of turkeys. It's the nature of gobblers. It is just the nature of what happens out there in the springtime. Turkeys are going to be turkeys. All right. You just, there's no getting around it. Now, having a decoy though complicates this even more. Because the decoy is where the decoy is. To get up and move the decoy is really hard, really risky, and uh, hard to do that quietly, stealthily, and so on. And so you start moving around or doing different things, and your decoy is still there. The decoy could cause it never to happen. You know, it could be the thing that makes this impossible to try to break loose that hung out gobbler. And maybe you can break him loose. Then he comes in and sees the decoy and then gets hung up again. You just don't know. Now, sometimes, like I said, the decoy could work. He gets a sight of that decoy and that could be the thing that makes him finish and come in all the way. Anything can happen. But more often than not, 60-70% of the time, I think the decoy is going to be a liability in this kind of a situation. If the decoy doesn't cause the hang-up, the decoy is going to make it much harder to finish the hung-up bird. If the decoy did cause the hang-up, that could be the end of it right there. And if that gobbler can see the decoy from far away, there's nothing you can do to move the decoy, right? And, you know, I've had birds come in, and, man, they're at about 45 yards. They are hung up. They see the decoy, and they just turn around. And I'm just like, what just happened? You know, I'm sitting there like, do I take the 45-yard shot? I'm vacillating. And before I can make the decision, they just turn around and leave. I'm like, really? And you could see they got a look at the decoy. They finally got close enough to spot the decoy. And they didn't like the decoy for whatever reason. They didn't like it. They weren't a fan of it. They, they put eyes on it and they were like, eh. They didn't just run away. They didn't flee in terror. They just slowly drifted off back the direction that they came from. And so they were just not feeling it. If I didn't have the decoy, pretty sure I could have got them to come another 10 yards and had a really good shot on them. And so just these are all the different things that you got to juggle. Like I said, decoy is not always bad. Certain situations, it's the best way to hunt. But I think the majority of the time, probably more liability than help. And so, guys, I hope this is helpful for you. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes, articles. Head out, check us out on YouTube. And please head to iTunes. Leave a five-star review with comment to help grow the channel and reach more people. Till next time, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you, and go get them in the woods. <laughs>